2: My name is Taya. Concussion Chats is a podcast hosted by the McGill Students for the Concussion Legacy Foundation with the help of Nick from Concussion Talk Podcast. We are dedicated to providing hope and strength to those suffering from concussions through sharing experiences. And today I have a recording of Wendy. So Wendy is a retired teacher who has been dealing with chronic pain for more than 30 years and persistent symptoms of concussion for the past three and a half years. She'll be sharing some of the information she's gathered as well as coping strategies she's used that have helped her manage both of her conditions.
1: Hi, everybody. I'm Wendy. My pronouns are she and her. Um, Before I get started, I'm just going to kind of um, acknowledge that this is stuff that I found useful for me um, it may not be useful. Is everybody frozen? Okay. Teo was frozen. I didn't know if it was everybody or just me. Um, <laughs> um, it's been useful for me. It's been really helpful for me. It may not fit for you. Um, and that's one of the things that, that um, really annoys me about some of the stuff that we get from medical professionals and that is they, they think that one size fits all and it just doesn't. Um, it never did so um, take what you like leave the rest um i'm sort of trying to work this into like three different sections don't know if i'll be successful one is kind of the the approach that i've learned to take to my particular situation Um, and then there's some information on pacing that i've gathered over the last three and a half years and some information on goal planning and how goal planning from with a chronic illness or chronic pain condition or PCS differs from the goal planning that we're all taught in school um, and in business and all that because some of the, the concepts are the same but the steps are slightly different. So the biggest thing I have learned... Through this is that concept of meet yourself where you are, and I find that to be just terrifically important. Um, and it has to find out. To give you an example of, because you know people who've been here for a while know that I I do some volunteer work teaching, and that it comes from the kind of the notion of. If you expect too much of yourself, it's never going to work. <laughs> and for the students that I work with, for example, there's one student, just quickly, she she came in and everybody was saying she can't multiply, she can't divide, what's going on? Da, 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 da. We got a teacher. And people were really frustrated because they couldn't teach her how to multiply and divide. So when I sat down with her, I just kind of went, okay, well, let's let's just review some of the stuff. And in reviewing stuff, I found out poor kid couldn't add or subtract. So every lots of people, several people, had been working with her hammer and tongs to try and teach her how to multiply and divide. Well, if she couldn't add subtract, she was never going to be able to multiply and divide. So it's that going back to where you are right now before you set up any goals for yourself or before you expect progress in a certain way. And I think that's one of the things, she's not here this morning, that one of the things Naomi's been talking about recently is that in her her um, her th- therapy through WSIB, they're pushing her and pushing her and pushing her and pushing her to do all this stuff that her body just isn't ready for. It. So it's it's this notion of in the process being gentle with yourself and taking a minute to find out what is it that I can do right now and what is it that I need right now. It's a kind of, a, for me, just with this thing, it's been a kind of a dance. Sometimes I can lean in a bit, Notice I didn't say jump in. I can lean in. And other times I need to pull back. And again, this whole thing of, like we've talked about here before many times, that that recovery and healing and progress isn't linear. It just doesn't do this. No matter how many times people will try and tell us <laughs> it does, or we, we would want it to, it does this all the time but the the cool thing is we may start here but we forget that even though we get up here and we take a drip we're still farther than along than we were in the first place not sure that was terribly clear however my apologies Um, the so the notion is really to you can have expectations and we can make, we can work towards something, and we can try. But the expectations, thank you, and that's reassuring. Um, the expectations that we have for ourselves, need we need to be gentle with ourselves, basically, and we need to be as gentle with ourselves as we are, we would be with someone else that we were trying to help. And that's one of the things that I've learned is, you know, we've we, again, we've talked about it before. Would I say the kind of things to other people that I say to myself? Would I expect someone else with a serious concussion to be doing what I'm expecting myself to be doing? And 90% of the time or more, if I'm honest with myself, the answer is no. Yeah. Um, The other cool thing that it's, it's neat is the notion of naming what's happening and then attending to it, which I freely admit I do not always do. In fact, I didn't do it on Monday. And anybody who was here on Monday who has heard me talking about the fact that I ended up having to do a whole pile of stuff with tech support, and I came out of it with just a screaming headache I didn't do that. What I did was I kept trying to go on with my day so that by the time 8.30 came, I was just a mess, and I was a mess all day Tuesday as well. So if I had named it and said, I am really overwhelmed and really overstimulated right now after talking to tech supports, I need to lie down for an hour there's a really good chance that my day would have turned out differently and my Tuesday would have been very different. Who knows? But it's that notion of if I'm, if I'm feeling frustrated right now with my progress or my perceived lack of progress, name it. I'm really frustrated. Take a step back and kind of look at it and say, what can I do about this to help myself feel better? And, it helps in two ways because when you do that naming you you take a little step back and it gives you a bit of perspective so you don't get lost or so I don't get lost in the emotion of the frustration so much and it can also help kind of cuz when it at the risk of getting even remotely technical it when you're when you're in the emotional response to it the amygdala and the hippocampus are the ones that are running the show and the prefrontal cortex which is your thinking judging thing is not running the show it gets really tamped down so if you take that step back and observe yourself it gives your your planning brain a chance to come back online so to speak that's a really non-technical explanation. So having said all that, how the hell do you do all this stuff? Do you think you want me to start with goal planning or pacing? Or do you even care?
2: Um, I mean, you could do, I honestly, either or. They both go hand in hand, really. Okay.
1: All right, then let's start with um, goals. And they still use for the concussion stuff and chronic pain stuff, they still use that acronym of SMART that I think we've all, almost all of us encountered at some point in our lives. You know, what is it, um, specific, measurable, Attainable, achievable or attainable realistic and time specific we need to change that a bit so what the smart goals look like for chronic chronic illnesses or chronic pain conditions is s is sustainable Because the idea is you want to be able to pick something that you can do a little bit of consistently. Um, Is it meaningful? The M is meaningful. Which I think is, for me, is really important. Is this something that I want to do? Is this something that, that really appeals to me that I really want as opposed to other people lecturing us <laughs> as to what we should be doing. So S is sustainable. M is meaningful. A is achievable still. So what does this look like? Can I do it in with the time, the resources, um, where I'm at physically and emotionally right now? Is it something that's achievable? Like, um, are, uh, I'll, I'll talk about this in a second. R is realistic. Now, I will be honest, I sometimes have a little trouble differentiating between achievable and realistic because they sound a lot of the times an awful lot the same to me. However, the way I look at realistic is are my expectations for myself reasonable? So, I like to substitute reasonable for realistic there. So for example, everybody's heard that, or most people you have heard that, you know, I'm having trouble building up to walking the way I, I used to be a big walker. And so for me to say, look, I'm going to, okay, that's it. I'm walking 20 minutes twice a day. Well, if I get symptoms after 10 minutes, then I can tell myself (laughs) till I'm blue in the face that I'm going to do this 20 minutes a day and it is never going to work because I'm not being realistic or just even something really simple, silly. You know, somebody who's just starting to jog for them to say, well, I'm going to run a marathon in three months is just, it's not realistic. So it's, it's about looking at the reality that's in front of us and dealing with that rather than what we would like to have happen. Let's deal with what can in fact happen. And then the last one is T still stands for timed, um, but well, it stands for time, but it stands for timed. So, in other words, instead of just saying sorry, brain freeze, instead of saying it's time, spe- it's time specific. In other words, I will be to walking 20 minutes twice a day within two weeks it's more a case I will walk for 10 minutes and no more and the idea is to resist the urge to do more because it's in the feeling good in the moment and deciding to do more, that we quite run, often run into trouble. So it's that notion of you time it, you leave it there, and you don't go beyond that in that session. So if you're going to increase your time, you plan ahead. And that gets into the, the pacing stuff. this was that reasonably 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 did i confuse anybody okay if i confused anybody you got a question stop me i'm also taking
2: notes that um i'll post on the facebook page
1: okay okay which gets us into pacing okay if i go for all okay i'm looking at my watch okay i got 10 minutes don't worry
2: about the time um i'm free for later on too so we'll want to chat afterwards don't worry about the time i think this is super important stuff
1: Okay, so pacing, 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 pacing is one of the hardest things I've had to learn to do. <laughs> just like am, I am no expert on this stuff. So just, you know, I, as I said, it's a continual dance. Sometimes I get it down really well. And sometimes I just don't do a good job of the pacing at all. But. Just for the sake of physical activity right now, exercise, because it's a it's a it's a good example, I'm going to go with the walking example. So, how to pace. Wherever you're at, the first thing they suggest doing is deciding where take an inventory, where is your baseline? And your baseline is basically how much you can do of anything before symptoms set in or in your case when you're taking your baseline okay it's take your baseline is let's say it's i'm going to revise that you're doing your activity and as soon as you notice symptoms clicking in whatever the symptoms are for you that's your baseline and they suggest doing it with the same activity for three over three days doesn't have to be three days in a row but over three days Okay, when you notice the pain flare, or for me, it's off quite often the confusion flare, the confusion flare, when you notice it, just take a minute to write down for yourself, what was the limiting factor? What stops you from going further? So was it pain, um, lack of energy, lack of motivation? For me with it? cognitive task quite often it's confusion fatigue and confusion set in so as soon as i get fatigued i get confused all that kind of stuff so you take three measurements over three days then for those three days you take that measurement and average it so you get the average of the three days then when you get that average and i'll give you an example Reduce it by 20% at least. Okay, so let's say you do 15 minutes of walking for three days in a row for 45 minutes in total, divide by by three, so you get 15 again. And then if you reduce it by 20%, that's 15 minutes times whatever, get to 0.80 it gives you 12 minutes. So that's the kind of long involved way of doing it. Not too long involved, but it's still more involved than I adore, frankly. Um, (laughs) But there you would start at your 12 minutes and then build from there. Then what you would do is the ideal would be to repeat the task daily for the first week, using that baseline and not going past it. And if that is, if you're feeling good and it's working, then you can increase it. And they say, don't, to, don't increase it by more than 10%. And then do it for another week. Et cetera, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But they, they say the, the goal is to not increase by any more than ten percent at a time. That is my biggest failure when I'm doing this stuff. Is I will go, okay, well, ten minutes felt good, so is gonna feel better. Well, for me, that that doesn't work. That's one of the pacing approaches. The other easy pacing approach that I find a little easier, frankly, is to start really low and do that. So I started with the walking for like five minutes a day and keep it there. And then I added two minutes the next week and kept it there. And that seemed to have worked. Well, for me, so, but I mean, that's a, that's a lot of verbiage there, but the whole point is still start low, glow slow and resist the urge to just jump in feet first, resist the urge. And as I said, I'm, I'm really bad at this. Resist the urge to say, this feels really good. I'm just going to keep doing it because you're gonna end up paying for it, which I do frequently, so um, that's that. Pacing, 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 other things on pacing. Um, And I think the thing that's that's kind of interesting for me is that all of this stuff kind of goes directly against what we've been taught (laughs) for years and years and years. You know, no pain, no gain. Mm, no, doesn't work that way in reality. So that's been kind of. Um, just let me give a second here to find my many thousand pieces of papers, because, okay. So for the pacing thing, um, we've we've all talked about this before at some point. I'm sure. Use a timer set an alarm, use a timer. Um, One of the things that I do is I set, again, for example, if I'm doing dishes just because of what has happened with my body, if I'm doing dishes, if I do it for more than 15 minutes, I end up in pain just because of the moving, whatever, just because of the way my neck is. I One of my worst habits is to say, oh, I just want to get these dishes done and push through it and then end up feeling weepy and snarly and, you know, the whole shebang, which I could limit if I just stop it. So what I have to do is I have to set the timer and I have to set it if my pain starts at 15 minutes, then I set the timer for 12 minutes. And at 12 minutes, I stop. And it's the same kind of thing I do. I notice if I'm doing um, cognitive work, half an hour, man, that's my limit these days. So, half an hour, the timer goes off, and then change activities. And one of the things they talk about with the pacing stuff is to, it doesn't mean you have to go in suspended animation, you know, and just wait. But at the end of that 15 minutes or whatever you're allowing yourself, you're allotting yourself, take a second to stop and kind of think, okay, what is it I need to do right now? So it might be you need to go lie down on the floor for a few minutes. It might be I need to go outside and take a walk. It might be I need to sit down and read. It might be I need to do some yoga. It might be I need to... If your eyes are good enough for this, I need to just sit and do some gaming right now because I that takes my mind off it. But they do suggest planning in rest breaks, but also, yeah, yeah, tell you, yeah. yeah. Uh, planning in rest breaks, but also planning to switch back and forth between heavier activities and lighter activities. The other thing about the pacing is we get to change the rules. So we all kind of grew up or we've all been working through until something bad happened, the way we, we ran our lives. And with the concussion, with the injury, that has changed things. So the only way to make it better is that for us to change our approach to the things we do. And it's kind of like getting creative. So for example, me, it's like, my thing was always start a job, finish the job. That's the way you do things. Start a job, finish the job. And for me, it's been a real kind of like, oh, wait, it's the world going to collapse because I did clean the tub, but not the toilet and the sink all at the same time. No. You know, is it going to affect world peace if, I, you know, or the same thing with the dishes? You know, for me, I'm, I'm like, you do the dishes, damn it. Well, now I've learned to let the dishes air dry, and I've learned to let the dishes, to do the dishes in two chunks. I do half of it if I've got a big batch. I do half of it, and I do the other half. Again, it's kind of like, well, I don't really like the way the kitchen counter looks when I do that but what's more important. So it's about prioritizing and planning as well. And setting the priorities, and priorities need to be, in my humble opinion, things that you want that are important to you. So there are priorities like, okay, you gotta pay the rent. Right, that's 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 not something you can avoid, or you gotta pay the mortgage or whatever. But in terms of, like, the work that we do, what is important to me and what do I want to do, those two things. But there's kind of like the musts. What are the musts in my life? Okay, I must clean clean the cat. You know, that that is a must. Um, Or there will be protests. Um, (laughs) You know, and I must make some kind of meal for myself. But what does that meal have to look like? Does the meal have to look like the traditional sit down, plan the meal, eat the whole thing? Or can it be grazing? And what do I want to do? Do I want to do some yoga? Do I want to go for a walk? As soon as I get into the, my 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 word is should. As soon as I hear myself saying, I should do this, then it's kind of like, Little red lights start flashing in my brain. Not all the time, but sometimes. <sighs> Let's see. Oh, change position often. Move is one of the other ones. Um, okay. Okay. Take, oh, take a break from the pain. That's a uh, that's a really good one. Um, for me, it's like when I start trying to keep pushing through, if I just remember to take a break from the pain, whatever that breaks. So it's kind of like you're giving yourself permission to do what you need to do to feel a little bit better. The other thing I do is I've taken a page out of the um, safety plan stuff that people use sometimes. And I have a list of, you can do a list, you can do it on um, little cards. I can't remember what those little things are called, file cards, you know, those little things. Um, cards, like cue cards. Sorry, yeah, cue cards, yeah, those things. Make a list of things that you can do that help you that help you feel better, that help you soothe yourself, that help you get grounded. So for me, obviously if I'm upset the very first thing I'm going to do is make a cup of tea. Um, <laughs> but it can be you know lie down, go for a walk, make a list it's almost like a, an emergency self-care list of anything. It could be take baths. Call friends, whatever, all the things, any and everything that you enjoy, that make you pet the dog, play with the dog. For me, it's play with the cats. Sometimes it's just pet the cat. Um, anything that helps you soothe yourself and care for yourself. I keep mine on the inside of a cupboard door. And if I'm just really in a state, and I don't know what to do with myself, then I'll go over and I'll open the cupboard door. And I'm like, okay, what can I do? Because sometimes, and this sounds silly, but sometimes we forget to remember what we can do for ourselves. And that's my story. I have a whole lot more shit here, but I could, that could go on forever. So I'm going to stop there. Um I am in the process of putting together some resources, and when I get that done, I'll send you the document, Taya. There's some good books out there. Um, And I do have a topic, if you want. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, It's a two-pronger. Of course, it is with me. One would be, what if... The question I'm just going to ask today is, what would meeting yourself where you are, look like for you today or tomorrow. That's part of it, which you can think about and not say anything about, or if you want to say something about it, that's cool. Um, The other thing is, is there, if you wanted to say, is there something about the stuff that I've gone on about that you think might be helpful? is there something that I've gone on about that that won't be, you, you just like, nope, not for me, puppy. Um, and I think that's kind of important because we often don't get the chance to say, hey, no, that doesn't work for me. Because when we're in therapy and when we're with, you know, like, um, not, not therapy, not emotional therapy, so well, even that sometimes, um, but particularly uh, physio and stuff, People are saying, you need to do this, and you need to do this, and you need to do this, and we don't ever get a chance to say, mm, no, no, nope, not at all. So if you've got something there, that's that, that's I will not be in the least insulted to hear it.
2: Today, I have Emily, who is also part of McGill Students for Concussion Legacy Foundation, as well as Nick from Concussion Talk podcast, and his co-host Aaron, who is also the coordinator for the Newfoundland and Labrador Brain Association joining me. Um, so guys, welcome. One thing I really liked, um, that when you talked about was the reframing of like the smart goals. Um, I think it was, I don't know, it was a cool way of doing it. And I think it's also just a lot more like realistic and attainable for, um, concussed people. What did you guys think about the talk?
3: I think Emily has her hand raised. You can raise your yeah. hand virtually on the on Skype, you know? You can do that yeah. on scrape. Skype. See that?
4: True. True. I'll have to try that. <laughs> Technology. For those of you listening, we're on Skype recording and yeah. just raising my hand <laughs> quite physically for Taya to call on me. <laughs> um, but I really, really enjoyed. Um, I didn't listen to the whole talk, but I really enjoyed what I heard of it. Um, I think there's a lot in there as far as expectations and something I was thinking about this, uh, this past week, um, in regards to, um, expectations I set for myself, but, um, I want to come back to that first, um, since you brought up smart goals Taya. um, I'm pulling a blank on what the T was and also how did she define the difference between achievable and realistic? So basically what
2: um, she said for, like, chronic illness, chronic pain, she said S is sustainable. So pick something you can do a little bit of consistently. M is meaningful. So um, is this something I want to do that appeals to me, what I really want, opposed to, like, what other people are lecturing me to do? Um, And then A is achievable, which uh, she meant what does this look like? can I do it with the time and resources where I'm at physically and emotionally right now? Um, So I guess achievable as in, like, right now sort of thing. And Um, and realistic, like, are... So realistic was, um, are my expectations for myself reasonable? Like, you can sub-realistic for reasonable, sorry. Um, And then her example was, like, uh, she has, like her walking goal and have some challenges with that. So saying like, uh, I'm going to walk for 20 minutes twice a day. But even when like she knows like, Oh, like I get symptoms after 10 minutes, like obviously that's not a realistic goal for her. Um, because like, that's not thinking realistically. Um, or like someone that's never run before wanting to run a marathon in three months. Like, so I guess realistic is more like what can in fact happen. But, yeah, I think what you're saying, like, the achievable and the realistic are kind of hard to differentiate, I guess. Um, and then T was timed. So, instead of saying, like, time-specific, um, like, it'll be – instead of saying, like, time – just saying time-specific, sorry. I can't – like, I don't know what's wrong with me. But um, and like – you set, like, clear timers for yourself, like, respect your timers, like, um, you time it and leave it there, and don't go beyond that in that session, because, like, in the moment, you'll think that you can do more, and you'll, like, not respect your timers, and then you end up, like, paying for it later, so if you do want to, like, up your time, kind of, like, have it as something that, like, you decided beforehand, um, rather than in the moment being like, oh my God, like I feel amazing. I could totally do 10 more minutes and then you're laying in bed for like three days because you in fact could not do those 10 minutes. So it wasn't a realistic thing.
4: Yeah, that's...
0: Um... <sighs> I, that I have sense. to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it was important of her to say, like force yourself to stop and respect your own limits, like respect yourself kind of thing
2: yeah Uh, like I love that after (laughs) during like the discussion um we were talking about like that whole like use a timer and I said something about like yeah I use timers but like I just like snooze them like I just like shut them off like I just want them to go away and then I'll continue my thing um and someone else said like same and so we kind of talked about how, like, it's important to respect the timers because the timers are there, like, to help you and, like, benefit you and, like, you're not actually doing any good for yourself when you go over your timers and then, like, you feel like absolute
4: trash.
2: Well, that's afterwards. kind of,
3: that, that's kind of like what I was that's... thinking about, too. The... Oh, sorry, Emily, go ahead.
4: Yeah. Oh, no, you go ahead, Nick. I was just, oh,
3: mine's more, like I was saying before, mine's more philosophical. That they're uh, they're type of respect to timers and the, you don't go over your timers and because you feel like crash ever, but you're saying like you're prioritizing, I don't know, walking or doing dishes or like, reading for a certain time. Why you not? You you said that you didn't ignore you ignored the timer because it made you happy. to made you gave you, you feel good. So I don't know. Like, I just I just think we're prioritizing things like the more objective things like walking or reading for a certain amount of time or doing whatever for a certain amount of time over our general well-being, general feeling It can mean, because people always see, you read books about brain injury and stuff and it's always about, oh, you know, John was injured, severely brain injured or concussed like five times and it took him two years, three years and he got over it and he's now running marathons but that's because mm-hmm. that's what see that's what you can read and that's objective facts like as in he was this way and now is or she was this way and now she's this way better but it's not you know things about like john was you know john was concussed and now three years later he's feeling good because that's not gonna mm-hmm. sell and no one's gonna read that but i mean that's what's really yeah. what's all the matters and like, if you're happy and you're content and stuff but yeah it's just,
4: yeah i I think for myself, though, I can use that timer as a tool to be well because I have so many times that I, I do the same thing, especially, like, getting back into the semester. Oh, my gosh, I was exhausted the past two weeks.
2: And you guys like, see Emily study. This girl oh, like, having sleep attacks, needs to go home, and she's still like, no, I'm fine. And I'm like, Emily, like, you need to leave.
4: Like, leave. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, why am I so tired all day today and all day that, you know, for several days in a row? And it's because I sat down and I stared at my homework, the screen and my book for four hours straight. And I wake up the next day and my vision's all wobbly. And all I had to do (laughs) is every 10 minutes take a two-minute walk or just look away for 20 seconds is what my vision therapist said. Just just for a few minutes. Yeah, my... to, use that to feel well to like it's that pacing thing. to like continue like a,
3: feeling yeah. well. Yeah, no yeah, that basically yeah. that's the and whole I thing mean, like sorry. I mean, sorry you're the director. I mean like you're the, in the moderator.
2: In the moment, um, whatever it is like you're doing that you wanna continue, like, may seem like so important, but like in reality, like You sitting there for four hours just staring at your screen, nothing's actually processing probably. Just need to, like, get up, take a little break. And, like, I know with you and, like, I'm the same way. Like, once I'm tired and I'm done, like, I'm done. It's useless. It's pointless. Like, just torturing yourself. And, um, like, I mean, you in the moment, like, may feel like you're not being productive because like you stop or you take a break or whatever but i definitely like have found that like when i do stop take the break or do whatever it is that i need to do um that's not what i wanted to do i end up feeling better about it in the end and like not paying the price of not listening to my body you know
3: yeah my my well, why can i converse more I guess, because, technically it's taking, like philosophical, more societal than, like, obviously, people need to set time for themselves. Mm-hmm. They want to feel better, about like, they want to be able to go back to school or whatever. And that's something that's so deep and, and like, you have, to do, you have to go back to work or school or wherever now. And that's, and, that's, and that's fine. Like, I'm not going to disagree with any of that because, you know, people have different goals and that's what's, that's what's, Goals apparently, apparently, but the big thing now is, but I just I think I mean in general, that's just mm. like that we're prioritizing doing things other than being content, and I think uh, Aaron has raised her hand virtually. <laughs>
0: Um, it, it just reminded me like what we're talking about now. Um, something Wendy had mentioned the no pain, no gain aspect. And I think that's a lot of things that athletes always have in mind. It's like, that's how you got through mm-hmm. a lot of your like yeah. coaching and training. And like, you always yeah. want to push further or else you're not actually going to get further. And then I think that plays a lot into the recovery after a concussion too, is like, Oh, well, if I'm not feeling the pain, like I'm not going to get better kind of thing.
3: Everyone's like in this virtual hands up thing, there, aren't they? And-
4: yeah. Oh, I, Aaron, I, t- I was just going to go. <laughs> <laughs> um Aaron, I totally agree about the no pain no gain thing. That is such a <laughs> Yeah, the amount of injuries I played through. Nick. Um, yeah.
3: You can you can lower your I, hand I, out gently. You can Okay. <laughs> I,
4: I want, um I wanted to go I, back on um what you were um But you were talking about the culture yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, cuz that is that is so true and I did have this experience this week where um like you like what you were saying is like society wants to hear these oh John ran, you know, a marathon yeah, after yeah. five concussion.
3: Yeah.
4: Versus, oh, John is content and happy with his life. Yeah. And I so get that. And um I had this experience this week, I'm gonna try and tie this in. Um where I noticed that last semester was my best semester. GPA wise and oh, university congrats. grade wise thank you but i looked at it and i was still like hmm it could be better
3: <laughs> yeah and
4: that's like and then i meet with my financial aid advisor on earlier this week and the first thing she says to me is hey i am i'm so excited to see how your semester went you did so well that made me so happy to see and i was like yeah. oh my gosh like I did do okay, but I'm constantly putting this, and this is a, this is a bit of a society thing. I'm constantly putting this expectation that I need to do better. I need to do better. I need to do better, and you know I can I can try to do yeah. better for sure, but I forget to stop and and you know smell the roses like they say. I forget to stop. You forget and enjoy to remember. Uh, she said. You forget
3: to remember. She said. You forget to remember. To stop. Yeah. I for-
4: yeah, and I feel like if and I'm this is something I'm trying to do. I'm trying to remember those moments because those are the um, moments where I can look at my life and be, oh, I'm content. Oh, I'm happy. Yeah. And you're right. That is what matters. Yeah. Because. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I. Yeah, that's what I have to say about that. Tale. No,
3: that's
2: <laughs> Um, I was also um, gonna just like watch what Aaron was talking about, like um how like athletes especially like the no pain no game thing um I think we've talked about this a lot in like the support group just how like everyone's like a type a personality like they were before their concussion sort of thing and like just how that I don't know that makes the whole recovery thing so much more difficult in a sense because like you're not um living up to these big stories like Nick's talking about like um Like, Joe was able to run a marathon and blah, blah, blah. It was (laughs) John. (laughs) Whatever. Who cares? Um, But, no, and um, and I mean, definitely, like, with talking to people in the support group, like, that does also give people, like, this, like, sense that, like, their recovery isn't enough and, like, they're not in the right place and they should be somewhere else where, like like Emily was saying, like always wanting more for your, like expecting more from yourself and like not being like, like like happy with the grades she got last semester, even though they were great. Like I'm the exact same way. Um, And so I think that kind of um, thing kind of plays into like the recovery thing and everyone kind of expects like, well, so-and-so was okay. um, And they were able to do all this. Like I should be there um, and not like, acknowledging like oh wow like I have come a long way like I used to not be able to blank and now like I can do this for like two times as long or just things like that Um and it kind of like minimizes people's progress which sucks mm-hmm. but the um, prioritizing is super super important
3: yeah uh, um Nick? Oh, so is that, um, the other thing I think about raising your hands like this is that now we have no indicator of time because I used to raise my hand when there's so much time left, of but now, we, now it's going to be messed up. So I won't raise my hand again, but that was to, for me to talk. But next time I raise my hand, okay. it'll be indication of time. Okay. But, um, but, uh, anyway, it was, oh yeah, the, uh, like I don't want, I know people, uh, it's important for people to, to do that, to, uh, to set goals and just to have like like the, type of personality, especially to be able to say, you know, and I'm just saying that I always think oh, I could do better. I could do better. I could do better, and people need that now. And that's and it's kind of like it's, it's weird to say it's too late for that, but too late for them. It's not not too late for them. It's like that's what, just what the whole that's what the whole thing is. It's just, it's just the way society is, has developed us that we're just like. That's it's good to want more and to need more and those stuff like that, but that's and that's 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 for the society in you know? general. That's for the, the world. won't move ahead, everyone. Everyone just is content, which is like, mm-hmm. oh, we did not even move ahead. Like we of course, move ahead. People still live, people be alive, but that's not where society and democracy and capitalism and all that stuff. You know, really, really, philosophical and stuff like that. Blah, blah, <laughs> blah But you know, yeah, yeah. Get, in- so yeah
2: and like you're saying like it like obviously like it's great to want more for yourself and want to improve and all that like that's that's good like that's how everyone should be um but I think it's it's definitely just about how like on top of improving like every like I mean I can't say everyone like from experience I I know that like yes I want to improve but I also will like Shit on and not like acknowledge the improvements that I've already made and not see them as worthy or any good, um, and just want to be better and get better at everything. um, When it's also important to just kind of like be happy with where you are in the moment and acknowledge how far you've come, you know. Emily?
4: Yeah, it's a lot of, there's a bit of that mindfulness aspect in there, right? Being present to the moment and not constantly tripping up about the future. Um, the other thing, the perfectionist in me was absolutely mm. offended by, but I absolutely loved um, was um, Wendy. I think she was bringing up this concept of a uh, some is better than none. It doesn't. No, have that to killed be- me. <laughs> I know it's so hard for me to process and understand, but I was talking to my sister about it um, last week because she was absolutely freaked out about something. Um, but I was like, "Oh, a little bit is better than none." Um, and she was talking about it, I think in reference to doing dishes. <laughs> she does like half of them, but it makes oh, yeah. and like that me, like, I don't want. Yeah, I don't want to sit down and do assignments unless I can do the whole assignment then. Yeah. Let me tell you guys. Trying to write a four-page, five-page, ten-page paper in one sitting is not realistic. I have to do that oh. over time. Trying to read the whole—because I mean, guys, I've been trying to do this for years. Read the whole textbook in like two nights.
3: And you yeah. must do—you must do a lot of labs, do you? How do you sit down and do a lab, do a full lab assignment in one night, one sitting? That must just exhausting. Think about. it.
4: Yeah, it is. It's exhausting. Um, and that's not even how life works, you know? No, good. <laughs> um, so, like, I don't even understand why, why I It's make so it right funny,
0: because like <laughs> I'm, like, the exact yeah. opposite. I'm, like, oh, I wrote my name. <laughs> good
2: job. Like, oh, no. Good, go in, go <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah. Everything done. I can't leave things. Like, I obsess over oh. it until it's done.
0: No, I'm just, like, you did great today. Like, wrote down the date. <laughs> <laughs>
4: So psychologically healthy. (laughs) I mean, there's always a balance between everything, right? Because I've happened, definitely had days where I'm like, "Oh, I opened the textbook. That's good."
0: Yeah, and I think like the main takeaway from it for me was basically like, she always said, "Recognize your reality," but your reality can be a positive and a negative thing. Like if you're recognizing where you are, and you kind of have to stop, cool. But if you're recognizing where you are, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I came so far," that's also amazing.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. I think when she also just mentioned the whole like success is progress and progress happens over time, like I think that's such an important thing to remember that like any little bit of progress is still progress and you still need to celebrate that um, and not totally brush it off. Like that's nothing. And give yourself permission to rest when you need it or do whatever.
3: There aren't aren't any rules just for for rules you set for yourself.
2: Yeah, it's just, like, rules we set for ourselves. Yeah. And I think it's all based on, like, expectations from, like, society. But, like, I don't know where – Emily, honestly, I don't – I never thought about how abnormal that is of us to, like, sit down and, like, want to have everything done, like, just in one sitting. I never really thought about how abnormal it is.
4: I, you know, I don't know how uncommon it
2: is. Um But it's, okay, I mean, like, abnormalism. No, like, that's not healthy. Like, that's not what's supposed to happen. Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah, no, I think about it a lot. Um And it's just tough. It's like an anxiety thing. Yeah. Or, yeah. or compulsive. Obsessive compulsive a little bit. But... Yeah. Yeah, it's a little fru. I get a little frustrated with myself with it, um, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to like, I'm I'm working on the semesters. So oh, I have 20 minutes. Oh, I can sit down and and read my textbook for 20 minutes. But for some reason, if, unless I have like hours, I don't want to do anything. And it's just uh... I'm like that too. And, yeah, and if you know anything about my life, like I feel like I have a meeting every other hour on something. Or I yeah, be, like I, I never have hours of time. <laughs> Like, never. <laughs> it doesn't exist in yeah. my life. <laughs> but uh, I think it was a great talk. I, I mean, I'll have to listen to the rest of it. Um, but I enjoyed what I heard. Yeah, it was definitely um, a
2: good reminder um, to kind of, like, listen to your body and don't overdo things. Um, but yeah, it was awesome. Um, so with that, um, thanks to Nick for helping us do the podcast and thanks again to Wendy for talking to the support group and sharing some information that you've gathered. Uh, we'll have a new podcast episode Monday morning. Our upcoming podcasts can be found on ConcussionTalk.com, Spotify, YouTube, and Apple podcasts. You can find more information about our support group on concussionmtl.com. Our peer-to-peer support group is free and open to everyone. We hold three weekly meetings in English and we now host one in French, um, which will be linked in the description. Um, thanks, Nick, Aaron, um, for joining me. HeadCheck Health bridges gaps in concussion care through simple, powerful technology. Join organizations like the Canadian Football League, Trek Factory Racing, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, Eastern Washington University and Volleyball Canada who rely on HeadCheck to improve communication and optimize care. Visit HeadCheckHealth.com for more. The music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound. www.bensound.com.
4: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better?